0: It's almost the weekend it's that time again yeah. your number one zelda fan cast i'm uh, joined by fiance extraordinaire heavy joe heavy joe Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that my Hi. rapper name? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You're a uh, rapper now. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me those lines. Uh, I can I shouldn't have even mentioned it either. There's no way that I could possibly give you any lines.
1: Uh, I'm
0: good, man. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm real good. I um I finished that Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, you finished it? Damn. I, I finished it. I know. It uh it it was an amazing experience truly mm. truly one of the best games i've ever played um if you're listening to this and you own a switch and you haven't played breath of the wild just man go and go and get that stuff uh buy a second hand copy cuz fuck nintendo but absolutely <laughs> play that game it is it is exceptional i uh yeah i had an amazing wow. time so you did uh you did the final boss I did the final boss, um, I did maybe 75 shrines, I think. Oh, wow, yeah. Around that many, and, like, did all the um the beasts. And, dude, I reckon you're tripping. I had so much fun in the beast dungeons. Oh, uh, yeah, were, I hated were, them. <laughs> oh, man, that's so wild. I remember, yeah. like going into like the third beast after you had had said you know you didn't find them that cool and Mm. like this beast is in the sky and like the whole time you can see the whole world you've been exploring below you and Mm. like the puzzles were really cool and well designed but there's this one moment where you've got to like angle the beast a certain way, fly out the window and fly back in in another window. And like, I felt like James Bond kind of diving <laughs> after the plane. It was so cool. Yeah. Right. I don't remember that very
1: well, but yeah, I, I just remember not liking the beasts, but I'm, I'm glad you, you liked all of them. So, so like what a lot of people do with this game is they'll, they'll do all the beasts and then like do as many shrines as they can and then they just never beat ganon like they never go and do the final boss <laughs> right cuz they don't want to they don't want the experience to have like an ending oh that's um, interesting yeah yeah you'd be surprised how many people you talk to that are like i really need to finish that game and that you like realize that they've done all the shrines or all the Koroks, like they've done everything they just can't bring themselves to do the final thing
0: yeah right no mm-hmm. i i think i did most of the game before i did the beasts like I yeah, just right. I mean I didn't I didn't plan it I just went wherever I wanted and sometimes I ended up at a beast and and yeah. smashed through it or whatever um yeah. but yeah I've just been having a great time kind of looking up the things I've missed and like I, I, the whole game I was wondering what you use korok seeds for and you you find a dude and you get more like weapon slots and stuff and like I oh. just I never found that person that character oh wow um and, yeah, still still thought, like, the durability in the weapon system were really great. And I finished the game on, like, the absolute base model.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I, I don't remember either finding that guy, but it sounds familiar. I, f- I remember having a reason to collect... It. Wait, is he the guy with the
0: maracas? I think so, yeah. yeah. He, he's the one that you never met, or you met him and he just never... He- no, I I never found him. I just saw saw it in oh. a in a video afterwards, and they were like trading seeds for weapon slots, and I was like, oh, that's what they're for. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Oh. This is very much like your Half
1: Life Two experience of like not knowing that you could heal or whatever.
0: Oh, dude, that was um Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, and that yeah. and that game is fucking hard already. So like when you can't <laughs> heal, it's just like oh my god. But that was me just yeah. being super dumb. Um, <laughs> I think you, he's, like, one of the first NPCs you meet in the open world, the Korok Seed guy. Yeah, cool, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> never no. never found him, never saw him. It's, um, it's So, like, you went the opposite way, just as, like, the thing that you do with open world games, like, that's how you play them, and so you just missed him? <laughs> yeah, so weird. yeah, Yeah. I mean, and honestly, that's how I would play it, if anyone does yeah, decide yeah. to pick it up based off what I'm saying. Turn the language to Japanese. Turn the mini-map off. Oh, my God. It's just it's just an absolute ball. And I think... A lang- language to Japanese, did you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched one cutscene, and fucking Zelda sounds like she's on the verge of orgasm in the English oh. version. And, oh, like, no. I changed it to Japanese, and then, like... I mean, I always love choosing a different language for video games, if there's an option for it just cause it adds like an extra flavor of immersion. You know, it's yeah, a fantasy yeah. world. They're speaking a language I don't understand. And like the Japanese voice acting was way better. So kind of, kind of a win-win, um, yeah, hell yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, when I sit here and say everything is good, that doesn't really tell you anything, <laughs> but yeah, one... do you want to tell me about some stuff that you really liked? All right. One of the one of the things that I absolutely loved was the lack of RPG elements. This is mm. this is maybe the first open world game I played where there's no skill trees, there's no leveling up, there's no weapon upgrades. Um, I mean, aside from the cooking, there's no crafting. You know, if you run out of arrows, you don't start crafting arrows. Like that's just not a thing. Mm. And what it did for me is it put. Um, it put the focus on engaging with the world rather than like engaging in menus and yeah, you yeah. know all that kind of stuff and i really just loved how i mean again just i feel like i approached it the way i usually approach it where i do whatever i want and i turn the mini map off and all that kind of stuff but man it just suited this game really really well mm-hmm. um, and man yeah i just i just had a ball with the exploration but like the other thing um, that I loved about the no RPG elements, uh, especially when it comes to like you know builds in quotations and like weapons and stuff like that. With this game, you can you can wield every weapon in the game straight away, and yeah. that that was just so refreshing. You know, that's like as much as I love those FromSoft games. That's like the one kind of pain in the ass is that you've got to like spend so many hours getting your build right. And then it it costs so much time and so many resources to get one weapon. Um, you you know, you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, you know, if you want to change weapons or whatever, then it like, it, it's just like really expensive in, in both time and resources. And, and in this game, it's just like, they get you cycling through weapons. I mean, I wish I had more weapon slots now that I realized that was an option, but I never, you know, I never ran out of weapons. It was yeah. very rare that I was like, oh, I've got to throw a good weapon away. You know, like that happened maybe once or twice in 50 hours. Yeah. Well. Um, and yeah, I just, I loved that system. It's a real kind of like pick up and play and, and you get to choose exactly like how you approach things. And I don't know, they just gave you so much freedom and, and it just worked for me.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I I seem to remember there being like a bit of a, you know, contention between the gamers like whether or not they thought the durability system was good. Like they'd find a weapon that they liked a lot and then it would, you know, 10 minutes later be broken because they'd been using it so much.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I I have noticed like the first thing I did is look up some video essays right because I want to know I wanna know mm. what's up. I wanna know what people think. And I, I, I thought it was really funny. Basically, all the problems people have, I don't have. And the reason <laughs> the reason it seems that way is because everyone went into this expecting a Zelda game. Yeah and and like I've just thought the Zelda games were pretty trash for a really long time and like way too much talking, really slow, unsatisfying mm. combat, you know, dungeons that aren't really like puzzle based they're just like look for the open eye based and it's yeah, like yeah. not that satisfying and they go on for way too long and this this basically fixed all of those problems it was just a really solid game and it had zelda in the title um, yeah. and i think i think that's where a lot of people were like oh they're introducing all these new systems blah 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 and it's like you know they it's so rare in a series where a game is released without sequelitis and people are criticising it for that, and I'm like, man, I think it's so good they went in a completely new direction. Um, Totally. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the stuff about the weapon durability, I really loved, because, like, one of the hang-ups I have with some video games is, like, I keep all the good shit until the very end and then I don't end up using it. Whereas in, in this game, because of, like, the way, you know... Everything, everything is built on a short attention span, right? So the shrines are quick, the weapons last five minutes, and it just means, like, it feels like you're having a relatively new experience every ten minutes. And so, yeah, like, yeah. as soon as I got a sick weapon, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. You know, I wasn't like, I'm going to save this for this, that, and the other. It's like the game just continually puts weapons in your hand. It shows you that, hey this system is built around you using lots of different weapons and it's, I think it's like up to the player to be like, all right, that, you know, I I like this design or I don't like this design, but like, I don't think it's, it's bad design, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, I found
1: it, more than anything i found it sad (laughs) when i lost an item that i really liked right i was like i wasn't like uh i didn't feel like i had to like hold on to it or not use it or whatever Mm -hmm. um i just felt like as i was using it when it had that little so do a little thing where it's like your item's gonna break soon yeah sound or whatever yeah yeah yeah. i'd hear that and i'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah "Mm, i'm not done with this yet uh and so that was an interesting like little feeling to have thrown in there where like you know it's, it's, it's like repeatedly a game about <laughs> letting go of the thing that you like doing mm. um, and then do it. But yeah, I, I think it's cool how they really make the player try different things a lot.
0: Mm. You know, it's like you
1: don't have any weapons left, they're all broken. You got to go shoot this little gremlin dude with with your bow and
0: arrow and steal his weapon. And now that's all you've got for now. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they kind of force you into a lot of situations like that. And there's always just heaps of different options. Like mm. I never felt kind of locked in to do something a certain way. And that's like, you know, I was, I was looking at my like top couple of games like Hollow Knight and Dark Souls. And I was just like, man, that's a common thread like none of those games force you into builds or force you to do certain things or force you to go like a specific route. It's just Mm. so open and like so well designed so that you can have like lots of different experiences in the one playthrough or like you Mm. can play through again and do things totally differently. And I just, yeah, I really loved that I found another game like that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I remember the sentiment being that it was like,
1: this is what open worlds should be when it came out. That was kind mm. of like the, the vibe. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I might have to go and replay it. I, I just don't, I just have such not good memories of the, <laughs> the shrines or not the shrines, the, uh, the, the beasts. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was in a rush to finish it or something. I don't know. I think I need to go back and like take my time with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the, one of the, the main criticisms I have is that there's no hard mode. And, mm. um, the DLC adds a hard mode. So like, oh, right. um, I'm almost keen to like grab the DLC and, and jump back in. And it's, it's kind yeah. of like, it's a hard mode that kind of resets a lot of things. Like it's not just, I mean, it is, you know, bigger health pools and that kind of thing, but there's also like, you know, enemies in different places and new types of enemies and that kind of thing. Speaking of new types of enemies, I seem to remember,
1: and I, this might be a false memory, but I remember there not being very many types of enemies. Is this y- wrong?
0: Yeah, so oh, there's maybe like, I don't know, eight or nine types of enemies. Yeah. And okay. it, it's really interesting because I just played God of War, right? And my my one of my main gripes was like uh, enemy variety. I was like, man, they had such an opportunity to have lots of different like norsey ass enemies going on and they didn't Mm. take advantage of that. And when I first started playing this, I was like, man they could have one enemy type and this would still be fun just because of, <laughs> of the systems they've put in place. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, in God of War, one enemy does like three or four different things. In, in Breath of the Wild, one enemy can do like a hundred things. You know, mm. they can like use different weapons. They can like run out of weapons and go looking to find one. They can pick up barrels. Like there's just, it's just, man, the systems are so juicy in this game. And, um, it was consistent across everything, like the systems in the puzzles, the systems in traversal, the systems in the towers and, oh man, Yeah. yeah, everything, everything just made so much sense to me. And I never had an experience where I was like, I bet I can do this and I couldn't do it. Like every single time I could do whatever it was I was thinking of. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I seem to remember there being, like, a chat or, like, an interview with one of the designers or some of the designers saying that, like, when they were building the demo or, the, you know, the vertical slice, they they had this situation where the, the, the player needed to figure out a way to cross a ravine. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, all these different ways that they could do it. Um, uh, I think there was, like, you know, like, some trees nearby or something, and they mm-hmm. could cut down the trees and make a bridge, or they could use... Um, like start a fire somehow and use the updraft to get across the the the, the gap and yeah they were like oh this is good <laughs> what we've done here <laughs> this like using of systems to like solve a problem in more than one way is like this is kind of where the money is and i think they they just tried to do that over and over again
0: yeah, yeah which is yeah. which is good good stuff totally and it it kind of feels like it might be a one-off to me as well like i feel like there was just enough systems and like a real kind of ethos of simplicity that was consistent throughout the whole game. And I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it was that kind of strike of lightning that developers Mm. hit sometimes where like, you know, the next entry might be too complicated or it might have sequelitis and they'll, be like you know it's the same thing but 10 times bigger and it's like man yeah, yeah the open world in this is just big enough there's enough one-off events that it's just interesting enough there's enough systems where every scenario has a million different answers like yeah it's 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 one of the all-time greats for me baby that's awesome speaking of
1: zelda breath of the wild sequels oh yeah we got a trailer for the new one Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's called Tears of the Kingdom. This is the first piece of the three-piece. food.
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: <clears throat> um, did you see the trailer? Ah, uh,
0: yeah, I did. I did see the ah, trailer. what did you think? Um, it looks like the same game. <laughs> it looks like more of the same. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's you know, it's not often that I watch trailers, but like every time there's yeah. like a a Nintendo Direct or like an E3 event, um, Donkey does like a oh yeah he i don't know like a satirical kind of comparison thingy um yep. and he did that and it was it was really good but um yeah like i don't know trailers are just so boring <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't know i was like uh, you know i saw the announcement and it's coming out in like eight or nine months and i was like yeah cool i might play that in five years <laughs> yeah yeah yep, yeah. yeah sick
1: um, oh yeah, and you gotta let me know how the DLC goes because I never tried the DLC for Breath of the Wild, so maybe I should use yeah. that as an excuse.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of tossing up because I just I just had the most amazing experience. You know, mm. like the whole time was incredible for me, and I I don't know if I want to jump back in so soon after that. Um, so like, yeah, I think, I think maybe I might even, you know, just drop it and give it a couple of years and then come yeah, back right. when I've like mostly forgotten everything, just try yeah. and recapture that essence again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, my, my buddy Alan who, who recommended the game, it's his favorite game. Um, he said the DLC's sick and it, like it adds a fucking motorbike and you can yeah, just that. Yeah. rip around <laughs> and that honestly sounds pretty sick.
1: yeah uh... Very good um <laughs> yeah so yeah we got tears of the kingdom announced uh, well, they, i mean they didn't announce it they gave it a name it's always just been breath of the wild sequel up until now mm-hmm. um the nintendo direct happened and if you watch donkey's video you know that it was mostly farming games <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, we we got a raymond appearance which is the first you know glimmer of raymond that we've had in i don't know 20 years or just a long time wait raymond Uh, Is it Ray?
0: What's his name? Oh, Rayman? Rayman. I read Ray- Rayman my notes. I was thinking of, like, everybody, everybody loves Rayman. I was like, he, <laughs> he, he made an appearance. Uh. Yeah, he was there. He's in the new Rabbids game. He brings oh. you a lasagna. Oh, fuck. I was like, man, I guess they couldn't get Keanu for, like, you know, they've got a <laughs> drop in the budget or something.
1: Yeah, Holy everybody shit. loves Rayman announced Rayman. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a genius idea. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, so yeah, he was there, and he what? announced he announced Raymond.
0: Wow. Okay, that's that's no, awesome. He wasn't, yeah, yeah, because the like the last game was incredible. Yeah, the Rabbids game. Uh, no, Raymond, the last Raymond oh. game. Ra- Raymond. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> Did they announce a Raymond game? Isn't that what you're saying?
1: I'm saying they they they, they announced a new uh, um, Mario vs Rabbids game, and it has Raymond in it.
0: Oh, it has Raymond in it. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Did they also announce a Raymond game? No, 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 no. No, of course not. I just yeah, sorry. My bad. That's me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh well, I'm terrible at this. Okay, next is uh the God of War got a new trailer, Ragnarok. Uh, looks, oh yeah. Looks much like the last god of God of War, but bigger and juicier and more dad
0: yeah um i saw that trailer he took so long to throw that fucking axe <laughs> yeah you sure did um yeah i'm, I'm keen for it
1: I, I did really like the first one and uh, i'm keen to see see what this one's got to offer it's i know it's gonna be like just it's such a blockbuster style game you know like mm-hmm. big explosions and lots of drama and you know mm. it's a. Uh, it's, it's its own thing. Uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, I've been playing a Switch game called Golf Story. Oh,
0: I've heard about this. How do you like yeah. it?
1: It's so good. It's like, um, it's got a lot of personality. Sorry if you can hear Jamie sneezing in the background. She's sick right now. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 like, uh, I don't know, what, what would you call it? It's like an RPG mixed with a golf game. <laughs> sick it's very unique you, you can sort of it's a little bit like apple escape like you can shred anytime in these in, you can just put down a golf ball at any time and hit it <laughs> <laughs> like anywhere cool um yeah and it's it's just got heaps of heaps of personality like a, a kind of humor in there as well which is kind of unique mm. um, and uh yeah i'm sort of right at the start i just did my first major not major but the first time you do a bunch of uh, like nine holes <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah uh enjoying that and I also picked up Splatoon like the other night so I'm yet to have a go at that properly but I I played some single player and that was pretty slick. so cool
0: yeah Yeah. I I saw Splatoon is I think the best selling game in Japan's history Splatoon 3 yeah Yeah, yeah. like in the first three days that game was out 2.75% of Japan's population bought it wow which is insane that is yeah that is huge
1: yeah yeah it's um i played a little bit of splatoon 2 actually like i, I was barely into the multiplayer for a while there and oh, yeah. um it's really unique like as far as shooters go it's like it's kind of not a shooter whilst also being a shooter right <laughs> like, yeah the, the game the main mode is turf war which is like um it's like a 4v4 and um the goal is to cover as much of the ground in your team's color of paint Oh yeah and so you know you can shoot your opponents obviously but like the main goal really is to stop them from covering you know your paint with theirs and to Mm -hmm. just keep covering the ground with, with your color paint and so like you end up with people who like Play this role of mostly just trying to you know stay out of the way and stay hidden and just like go and paint the corner and keep it that color and, <laughs> and, right. and like you know other other people who like go out of their way to try and find those people yeah it's, it's very very interesting and unique style game and it's just it's just so odd you know like the personality of the characters are, is strange and like mm. the um there's, there's like the language that they speak is weird and <laughs> you know it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's um yeah very very cute and cool yeah cool it
0: sounds very nintendo
1: it does it sounds very nintendo yeah um so yeah that's what I've that's what i've been playing and doing hell and that's yeah. the
0: news hell yeah that's the news you heard it here first raymond ray romano is coming ray to romano your screens <laughs> he's, he's the new smash bros character
1: oh my god is oh. he in uh do you know that other smash bros clone that came out recently um warner bros one no the what was it? Called? oh multiverse madness yeah they've got like characters from every property because what is
0: it warner bros owns everything yeah because they can yeah <laughs> yeah is he part of the warner bros family oh or my Ray god Rebatter? i have no idea could you imagine though <laughs> yeah i can't let's put him in there Holy shit! Uh, yeah, I mean, they they someone owns that IP for sure. But man, I haven't I haven't heard anyone talk about Everybody Loves Raymond for at least like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, let's bring him back. Oh my god! So uh, you want you want to tell me this week's topic? Tell me hell, all about it. Hell yeah! I was hoping for some natural segue to present itself, but uh, it, it ain't happening. So this week no. we're talking about online gaming. Um. This is this is a massive topic. This is a huge topic, but I really wanted to uh, talk about it with you specifically. Mm. Um, I'm I'm your friendly gaming simp in a vacuum, and mm. most of the online games I play are bad. They're bad, Joe. Mm. Um, and like with online games, it's a bit harder to tell when a game is bad versus when I'm just having a bad time. Um, right. So I I guess most of the time that I have with online games is bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I want to try and understand why that is. Like, yeah. There, there's a part of me that feels like online gaming holds people hostage, right? Like, are you really having a bad time if you're spending it with your friends? Um, um, it feels like some games know that and they have just enough complexity to get everyone confused and get you talking to your mates. <laughs> uh, and like that's cynical as fuck, right? But but hear me out. So I was playing Four Guys the other day, right? Um, oh God. And and this is a game that has seen the kind of success that makes small indie developers like Naughty Dog rupture their spleens with jealousy. This is <laughs> this is a huge success. Um, so anyway, it's me and six friends. We we want to play together, and we figure that's an easy desire to fulfil because each match has a player cap of sixty. So so we jump in and you can make a party with a maximum of 4 players or you can host your own match but you need a minimum of 10 players. And it was it was okay. it was just a super basic like what the fuck moment. Why is right. so, why is something that feels so basic so difficult to achieve? Yeah. Um and like our solution was making two parties and both clicking ready at the exact same time yeah. to try and get yep. into the same match. And, like, you know, we just cancelled out a bunch of matches and, like, I think, you know, we probably spent our time, like, half and half troubleshooting versus actually playing. And it kind of feels like this is a pretty common experience, at least on console. Mm. Um, And so... I, I was I was hoping this is, you know, where you can slide in and calm yeah. my querulous bitchy attitude. Yeah. But like it, it I, I think like online gaming found its feet on PC, right? And I, I think that's where the experience is still the best. Like as a as a representative of the PC master race and also owning consoles, would you say that like getting into lobbies playing with friends all that stuff is that and a better experience on pc yeah for sure i think um i
1: th- i think you sort of stumbled on it um a little bit there yeah it's, it's definitely like so there's like two things the, the first thing is like we have a memory when we were kids or even you know young adults of sitting on a couch and playing split screen mario kart you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. getting in and out of Games with friends and private private lobbies, quote unquote, was easy. Like mm. you just plugged the controller in and said, "I want to play with three people," and you were off to the races. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas these days, a, a lot of these games, like you know, Fall Guys or you know, most multiplayer games that you end up playing online, mm. require require there to be some odd, you know, specific things done, and it's not just as simple as starting a um, A lobby with however many people you want which Mm -hmm. is unfortunate Mm -hmm. um on on pc it is made a little bit easier by um you know the fact that steam is just like right there and all you need to do is just like get a friend code and you can like in game like invite them really easily
0: yeah Um, so i was i was thinking about that right because that really does kind of you know, that's a great solution. You have, like, a platform where mm. all of the online capabilities are programmed. And then, you know, the games are on that platform. And so, it's really the platform that supports your ability to play online. Um, mm. But, like, when I thought about it, PlayStation and Xbox, like, that's exactly the same thing, right? Like, you have the video game that you and you put the disc in or you download it digitally. But then you're using the PlayStation or Xbox platform to, like you know, start chats up and invite friends, but it's just like, it feels so much worse for some reason. And I think, yeah, I think the reason is because nothing is standardized from the video games perspective when it comes to online play. Like Mm. every time, and you know, we try and play online once a week and every time we try and, we play a game it's got a different system for inviting friends it's got a yeah. different system for how lobbies are organized and it's just it's just so weird to me how far along we are in <sighs> in like you know we're up to ps5 you know the ps2 could connect to the internet and do online so could the xbox and it's just yeah. like it's so weird that all of the basics are still not ironed out yeah i don't
1: really know what Exactly that is. I think it's maybe it's like a mix of things, you know. Like you've got um, these games trying to do more and more complicated things, as well as the internet kind of being more and more, you know, uh, dangerous in terms of like being susceptible to hacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and so like there's the part of it that's like, um, you know, originally the the games might have been more simple to you know connect three or four people with on on one console because of the graphical capabilities of the consoles at the time and you know the games weren't super high res or whatever so having running four instances of the same game on, on one platform is not like too much of a big deal but mm. these days it, it's kind of harder and then also you know like I said the the networking part of it which isn't just it with like growth and um you know like more people playing these online games the more popular they are the more susceptible that they become to being um being hacked or Mm, you know corrupted or or made you know uh vulnerable in the by 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 this sort of stuff and so Mm -hmm. yeah it's i think it's like a bit of a mix of those two things where it's like yeah you, you can you can't really have one and then just like keep keep expecting it to be (laughs) to be easy i know what you mean though you know like it's um when we try and try and play a dead island that was just like such a bizarre matchmaking experience once it got going though i was actually really impressed with how
0: it how it did well i you know it's funny you mentioned that jay (laughs) because i've got like a note around dead island actually being one of the better online experiences like yeah like i started a game you could drop in and drop out like there was one point yeah. where you lost internet connection and you just dropped in 10 seconds later and like yeah, yeah. there there was no change in yeah. in our experience um yeah. and like the the other thing that is kind of tied to this which is what i think you're getting at with like the advancing of complexity is mm. like net code right yeah and now i'm as a consumer I'm about to describe netcode to you, so you get to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But as I understand it, netcode is basically the programming behind how the game works when it connects to the internet. So like your ping, your latency, all this stuff is connected to netcode, um, bad internet connections notwithstanding. Is is that is that about right?
1: Uh, I mean, I only have like a layman's understanding of netcode as well. I don't really work on like the networking side of making games. So I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think you probably, that's like probably my understanding of it as well. Like, yeah, that, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. It's related um, to netcode. So like for me, some like reductive examples would be like alienation had incredible netcode. Like the whole mm-hmm. time we played that, it felt like I was playing couch co-op. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, totally. never dropped a bullet. Everything was, like, super responsive. Um, but for me, like, playing Hunt on PS4, that mm. that netcode feels terrible. Like, whenever I do manage to load in before the game actually starts, like, move, <laughs> moving and shooting has a delay of literal seconds. Oh, God. And And this is, like, this is an example of a game where I don't really get to be like, hey, Hunt is a bad game. I can just say I've... I've had bad experiences with Hunt, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, think, I think that's like, I mean, that's something that I personally struggle with is like I have a bad experience with the game and I'm like, that's a bad game. That's and it's like, game. well, yeah. it may not actually be a bad game. It's just like due to playing a... Uh, you know, a game that originally came out on PC and had a shoddy port to console with netcode that wasn't great already and maybe they had further difficulties when it came to console. It's just like, yeah. I never had a chance of having a good experience. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you were to take, say, that exact same example with Hunt, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you and me and uh, Twilight Priest all had PCs and we tried to play Hunt, we would have had a much different experience. You know, mm. it would have been like the ping would have been limited in our region to like, you know, maybe 25 milliseconds, which is really quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no noticeable lag. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have had steam on our sides and we would have had discord open as well. And so like chatting was a huge issue on the PlayStation platform because like we couldn't chat without mad echo mm. and that game relies so much on sound. So like, mm. it's like I can't, I can't hear the sounds because I'm hearing my friend, my own voice echo through my head friend's headset or whatever. Like it just yeah. wasn't, there's too many stumbling blocks before you even got to like having to play the game mm. um whereas yeah if we were just you know in a discord call we could all just like jump in a hunt lobby together and start playing and it wouldn't it would it would be much
0: much different i think mm. yeah so yeah
1: there's that part as well
0: yeah man there's yeah there's there's so much here um and i think like as when when i bought hunt it kind of made me pay more attention to, like, games you've spoken about in the past because mm. I feel like, when, like, often whenever you talk about games you're playing, they're usually online, like, yeah. you know, they're with your workmates or whatever and, like, I I think that if you didn't have a PC, like, like I do, I, I don't think that would be the case and I think that's yeah. kind of, like... You know, that's a real crux when it comes to online gaming. I know there's huge communities for, like, Call of Duty and stuff and console Mm -hmm. play and that kind of thing, but it really does seem like if you want to have the best experience online, you you got to get a PC.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think there are a couple of games um, that have good console support, but it's definitely not every game that is a multiplayer game on PC that gets a console release that is also, you know that has this exact same experience. And I think Hunt is an especially bad one hmm. just because of the lack, lack of support. And, and you know, it, it's like it's like a run-on effect, you know, like the, the developers have given a, a lack of support on their consoles um, and so they all, there's less players. And so now the problem just gets worse hmm. <laughs> because like the less, less players means higher latency lobbies means, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's just like, there's no, you know, there's no real fixing that problem unless you start, you know, having console specific um you know dev time spent on making it not the same experience and i'm sure part of that is also like the whole you know platform issue that we spoke about before like Mm. maybe sony isn't willing to come to the table with hunt and say hey can we fix this lobby issue where like you know people can't have a private call yeah Um, yeah and you know some some games do a really good job of that like what was that one they were playing that automatically chucked us in a call i can't remember was it, was it uh, Alienation? I can't remember, but we could hear one another through the headsets, through the, like, un- unmuted PlayStation 5 mics.
0: Oh, man, that feels like every game. Every time yeah. we load up, both you and Twilight Priest's PS5 controller mics turn on and start... Start you know, broadcasting. <laughs> start broadcasting <laughs> to the world. Yeah. yeah. It just... I don't know, man. It just feels so weird. And, like, you know, we, we talk a lot about a lot of different aspects of video games on this podcast and we critique a lot of it, but like the, the online stuff I've seen consistently is bad and Mm. it's, it's like bad in a way that I don't see in any other aspect of video games. It's just like, I can see how much money is involved in like making online games and like a different set of programming skills are required. Um, to get your game running well online and all that kind of thing, but it's just, it's just weird for me because none of this is new, you know. Mm, all of yeah. this is really, really old. Um, but harking back to something I said earlier around like online games holding their players in a kind of Stockholm syndrome loop, one, uh-huh. one, one thing that like has stuck out for me just in like the the games we've been playing this year is that online games seem to struggle to be a good game on their own. So, yeah, like, yeah. Twilight Priest and I are, are, are trying to find new games to play each week. Like, we're just, you know, we, we I've been, you know, collecting PS Plus games for years and years. So, whenever, like, we've got the same one, we just boot it up and, and see how it goes. Um, yeah. We're just going through the whole library and trying anything with co-op and, like... Even even games that I've heard good things about, like we tried um, Remnant from the Ashes for a couple of sessions yeah, yeah. and like I'd heard good things, but it's just like a bland, soulless game. It's just like <laughs> the online implementation was clunky and yeah. like it served its purpose in that time passed while we were in each other's presence, but, yeah, yeah. but it was like a pretty mundane way to achieve that goal and, and it goes back to that earlier point where you've got a game that is uninteresting, which is literally worse than bad, but <laughs> Twilight Priest and I caught up and had a good time. So, yeah. like, when people ask me about that game, I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's actually not bad. You know, it's, a, it's yeah. got combat, it's roll, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, in reality, if I just think about that game for five minutes, I'm like, oh, man. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad Twilight Priest was there to get me through that bullshit. You know, what I'm <laughs> and it's just like a lot of games we play um, seem to be like that. Seem to be like that, yeah. And I'm, I, I guess I don't want to be too ranty or like too critical or whatever. But coming from you know someone who just likes playing single player games for the most part, it seems mm. like most single player games I would rate at like around a seven, they're like, or a six, you know, they're good or pretty good. And then most online games I play would be like a three or a four out of 10, like they're just bad on average. And it's just, it's just very wild to me that, that I don't know. I I don't know if I'm alone in, in that experience, (laughs) but, um, it, you know, it, it definitely does come down to personal preference to a degree. Yeah, I think you're onto something
1: with the whole social part of it and I think that's where a lot of uh, online games have had a great deal of success, you know, like um Among Us being a really social online game, which mm. I think is pretty dull. Um and then what was that other one that I mentioned the other week? Uh Phasmophobia, which is an online yeah. game where you banish ghosts with your friends, which I think is less than wait, what's
0: what's worse than dull? Um I mean that—that's it, prosaic, yeah. uninteresting, yeah, yeah. horrid. Um,
1: <laughs> and then, uh, what was the one that you mentioned? Fall Guys, you know, like it's there's not much real game there uh, unless you're playing with a huge number of people, which
0: is kind of the pool of the game is like these big lobbies with lots of little dudes running around. Yeah, I mean, I'll, um, I'm going to call you out there. I think Fall Fall Guys is one of the best online games I've played. Really? Um, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's really simple. Everyone can understand it. I've been playing with people who don't play a lot of video games and they've like picked it up in 30 seconds. And I yeah. think I think that's really powerful. Um, I think the game has a lot of fundamental problems like loading times and all that shit I talked about earlier about actually trying to play with a larger group of people. Mm. Um, but I think like as a concept and the way the gameplay is designed, I think that game does a really great job. And it might just be my lack of experience when it comes to playing online games, but like, yeah, of all the online games I've played, Fall Guys would definitely be up there in the rankings. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. And then you, but you were saying you had some troubles like connecting
0: people together in the in the first instance. Is that oh, right? oh, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. And but yeah. like, so is every <laughs> online game. You know, that's yeah, what I'm right. saying. Like, <laughs> it's up there in the rankings, but the rankings are shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, I think we kind of do let online games off easy because it's just like much easier to have a fun experience than a good one. If yeah. if that makes sense, like because you're with your mates, like even if it's even if it's bad, almost like if it's especially it's bad, you're with your mates and you can make fun of it, and you're like, oh my god, this voice acting, this dialogue, what the hell? Um, and like when when it's it's mediocre, like you were just talking about, that's when it's like unentertaining, and you know, yeah, even though you're with your pals, you can't have a good time. Um, yeah, but what, so- do you, what do you think about online games like?
1: Um... Titanfall 2, where it's, like, a competitive shooting style.
0: Yeah, so, like, I mean, I thought about that a lot, right? Because that's the only online game that's in my, like, top 10. Mm. Um, And I I remember just having an absolute blast at the time. I had, like, a a surround sound set up when I played that, and, like, hearing the sound design for that game in surround was fucking unbelievable. Like, it was so Mm. good. But the thing was, I rarely... I think maybe once or twice I, I tried to play that game with friends, you know? Like, my yeah. online experience was good because I wasn't trying to, to do anything other than just press play. And I yeah. think, like, at its most basic level, the online capabilities of Titanfall 2 did really well to serve that purpose. Yeah. Um, and, like, I remember when we did try to, it to play, it sucked. It, it yeah. was awful. Um, yeah. but you know, I played like the online part of that game for like 40 hours and, yeah. you know, we had one or two sessions. So like, you know, adding all that up, it was just a really small portion where I was yeah. like, oh man, this is annoying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I mean, it's, it's tricky cause I've had both, you know, like I look at games like, uh, Hunt Showdown where I've spent most of the time playing with people, um Mm -hmm. though i think that game still stands if you wanted to just play solo you could still do that it's just not the same Mm -hmm. um although the game also does support playing solo there's like a mode you can play that's like uh different to the normal hunt uh, Mm -hmm. which i don't really like it's my least favorite part of the game but people love that part of the game and then love playing solo. i don't know i don't really understand right um but then but then there's games like um yeah titanfall 2 where like you know it's it's a good multiplayer game that you play solo where like mm, mm-hmm. yeah and i'm trying to think of other examples that are like that 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 aren't just like that mode from like you solo queue you know like they call it solo queuing in these multiplayer competitive games like right you go in solo and you queue up with a bunch of randos um i'm guessing games like um call of duty where or destiny yeah. where you're on, on a squad and you have to and you don't have friends that you're playing with at the time, and it's still kind of enjoyable at its, a at space its level. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's an interesting point. Like games tend to, multiplayer games especially, tend to rely a lot on that social aspect. And mm. the part where you're having friend- funds with your friends is kind of just like the draw for it. And so, you know, as long as it's got enough sort of hold you there. Um, the tricky part is, and I agree with you here, is like, it really, like, the first hurdle, the first, you know, ogre at the gate is the one, like, the matchmaking lobby, which on, mm-hmm. on console is, like, just so horribly unsupported. So it's, like, I can see why people just, like, not even bother with a lot of that stuff when it comes to console. And I think maybe that's kind of what they've realized is, like, console games tend to be where people play their solo player experiences, mm-hmm. and PC tends to be the land of the multiplayer. And so, you know, what you get is a lot of first-person shooters um, on PC being really successful and on console, you get a lot more like, you know, adventure games, the third person adventures that are, that are, that are more successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's, that's a really good point. And I think, um, yeah, I think for me, just because I don't have all this, um, like interaction with, with PC stuff, it just, it just seems like PC is kind of the land of dreams, for online (laughs) multiplayer. And it's kind of always been that way. You know, when Mm -hmm. I think about like Quake or Counter-Strike 1.6, like I remember playing those online way back in the day and it was just so straightforward. It was so simple. Like, I don't remember there being any kind of like, let's do this, let's do that. Like it was just create a server, all your friends join the server and then you click play. And it's just, it's just, that's pretty much what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's all it needs to be, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can appreciate like what you talked about before with the complexities and like programming, this kind of stuff becomes harder and harder as like, you know, the games become more complex and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, God, I really do yearn for that kind of simplicity (laughs) that that we used to have um i what another part that i wanted to just that you made
1: me think about was um i think it was in the news a while ago but discord is trying to collab with sony um and have a way to integrate discord properly with oh, the platform right um they've just done it with microsoft so on xbox now you can stream your discord games to a discord server and play ah. with your friends that way oh cool um so that's nice i one of the things during the pandemic that sort of got me through was this group of friends that I have where, you know, we sat in a discord call together and would just play games and we wouldn't always be playing games together. Like maybe someone would just be playing a single player game and everyone will be watching or doing their own thing or listening to music, but just sort of like hanging out together. Yeah. Cool. Um, And so I think that's a really nice part about PC gaming that has kind of been absent from, um console stuff where it's like if you want to jump in a call it's like are you sitting on your couch (laughs) you know like it doesn't it feels kind of different to me somehow i don't know Mm, mm. Um, so hopefully with this discord integration um it's a shame that it's taken a separate entity to you know make the online community friendship circle experience you know worthwhile on a console Mm, but mm -hmm. but i guess here we are uh so yeah (laughs) i don't know i just wanted to bring that little tidbit in
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know, it, Microsoft and Sony have had twenty years and they still can't do it. So, like, maybe it is up to Discord, <laughs> you know, to yeah. try and bring the the basic functionality to consoles for online play. Um, yeah. Uh, a a note I've got here is actually around game libraries as well. Okay. This is this is kind of a little bit separate. It's kind of adjacent to online games in that it's an online service, but man i wanna i wanted to ask you a few things because it's totally changed the way i approach buying games um mm. and like just using the the three services i know of so you've got like xbox game pass you've got like the ps plus advanced edition or whatever they call it um, <laughs> yeah, yeah and then you've got the nintendo online service which comes with a bunch of like you know 30 year old SNES games. Um, but the, the Xbox one is is probably the best. Um, the reason being is like the, the library itself is pretty good, but they, um, publish brand new games to that library as soon as they're out. So like the new Forza, the new Halo or whatever, as soon as it comes out, like it's on that library that you pay $10 a month for. And that, that, that's like, that's insane. Um, just, you know, compared to, historically speaking, how you would purchase a game. But yeah. what, what it means for me is that every time I come across a game that's over $10... I'm weighing it up against every video game in a game library <laughs> that, yeah, I, th- that I can access for a month, right? And it's like, yeah. you know, you were talking about Splatoon 3, which is like 80 bucks. And I was like, yeah. man, I would way rather have 200 games for eight months than Splatoon 3, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. it's totally changed things for me. And I wanted to ask if that's been the case for you as well.
1: Yeah, really interesting point. I... I've only had Games Pass once or twice. I had it like a free month once and then I paid for it kind of by accident once and I was like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really got into it. Um, there's probably a bunch of games on there that I that I would play. Um, but I find myself with like a, a video game subscription service. It's almost like the gym, you know? <laughs> like you pay <laughs> monthly for the gym and you're like, oh, I didn't go this month. God damn it. And you, there's like a bunch of guilt. I'd, I'd be like, if I didn't play any Like if I wasn't playing a bunch of games all the time on the service, I'd be like, why am I paying for this? Yeah. And then, you know, getting a new game that comes out day one on the thing, I've never had that experience. So maybe it's pretty sweet, but to, to me, I, I don't really mind paying, you know, $80 for a game that I really (laughs) want to play. I I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty privileged position to be in, right? Like where you're able to just be like, Oh, just, you know, I see a game that I'm interested in. I'm just going to buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's never really been like, oh, the value, you know? Like, I get all this stuff for, for $10. Right. It's just been like, there's nothing really on there that a bunch of people, like, friends or whatever are playing and nothing really that's, like, grabbed me to be like, I really must play this. And so, right. you know, going to get the service? It's just been like... You know, maybe if I run out of games or there's nothing that's really interesting me, I'll I'll try it. Um, Maybe if you run out of games. (laughs) Which isn't going to happen, you know? Like, I I was, like, getting ready to get on the train yesterday to go home, and I was like, okay, I've got two new issues of Chainsaw Man I really want to read. I've been playing golf with Friends, and I've got Splatoon single-player, like, solo that I've been playing. Uh, and then I've also got this other like admin stuff. I don't do my phone first. And I was like, there's no time for any of this stuff in one hour on the train, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I read chainsaw man. That's all I could fit in. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just too much stuff, dude. There's just too much stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a, it, yeah. I, part of me is like, I, I should give it a better shot. Um, but yeah, I just haven't come across anything on, on the service. That's really that's really grabbed me that I wouldn't just like buy as a one-off.
0: Yeah. The the reason why I want, I wanted your opinion is because you're totally that type of person where you're just like ready to buy a brand new game as soon as it's out. Mm. And like, I think, I think what you've said kind of is what I expected to hear where like, yeah. because of the way you play games, it doesn't actually make that much sense. Yeah. Um, but for me, I got to say like, I'm conscious of what's on there And like, there are a bunch of games that I really want to play and I'd, I'd happily pay, you know, more than $10 for one of those games and I'm getting way more than that. And so, because I'm conscious of like all the games that would become available to me, a lot of those games are on my backlog. And because Mm. I don't care if like I play Breath of the Wild when it comes out or five years later. Like it just, it's so valuable to be like, man, I could have spent thousands of dollars on gaming this year, or I could have spent $120 and it's just, it's just totally changed the way I look at like value in video games. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I think that even though it is a
1: little bit of a monopoly, I think what it gives Microsoft the power to do is like empower a lot of smaller devs and teams that are like, you know, maybe taking risks. Um, mm, and then, and then mm-hmm. it also gives those teams just like an immediate platform to release to, to have like guaranteed numbers in the, in, you know, not guaranteed, but virtually guaranteed numbers in terms of when they release. So there's mm. like a bunch of people that will know about the game because they're being published by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, it'll be on the front page of the Microsoft, you know, whatever it is, the game pass store or whatever, I don't know mm-hmm. the, the, the homepage. Yeah um and then it'll you know it's also obviously just been supported by microsoft and that you know they paid for the development of the thing in the first place or they had some say in, you know what what game it was that got made mm. so yeah it's like it's like there's heaps of good points there the, the the thing that i struggle with a little bit is like the netflix model where it's like oh so now microsoft have, have got their set of games and now nintendo have got their set of games and sony's gonna do their set of games mm. and like there's no one place to get all of it or like you run into the thing where it's like only the things that, you know, uh, Microsoft deem as, you know, worthy of being on the service are on the service. Um, totally. and you, you don't, have, it sort of shuts out things that might not, you know, that might've been good otherwise, but now just can't exist or
0: whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of an extreme version of looking at it, but like, no, yeah, no, the, I... The I'm, issue I'm, with monopolies, I guess. I'm totally with you, and I think that's something that's always been a little bit irksome is, like, how exclusives work on all the consoles. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, something that I've wished for is, like, oh, man, I wish, like, the Switch could just play, you know, all all the console games I love from, like, PlayStation, and, like, it kind of seems like the Steam Deck is looking more and more like it's going to fit that bill. Um, mm. especially with Sony, you know, getting getting in on, on PC ports. Like, you know, yeah. just for the longest time, Sony exclusives were forever Sony exclusives. The, the one benefit from, like, being part of the Xbox ecosystem is that they were owned by Microsoft, and so you'd see them on PC eventually. Um, yeah. But now, like, Sony's kind of popping in there, you know, God of War, Spider-Man, Uncharted. Like, they've all got PC ports now, and that's, like, yeah, that's sick. That's, that's a move in the right direction. Um, and really, let's be honest, like, if you've got, like, I mean, I think Steam... Decks are pretty powerful, and if you've got like a a good PC, like just fucking pirate Nintendo games, you know. They they. <laughs> I don't condone piracy. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. They treat their employees like shit. Like just fucking pirate that shit. It'll be very piracy. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah,
1: steal, just steal. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah,
0: and, like, you know, yeah. s- support support the devs that support themselves. Like, mm. y- you know, Supergiant do a great job of, like, employee satisfaction. Their employees have five weeks of holiday every year, all that kind of stuff. Like, dude, Nintendo's like the fucking Amazon of video games. You know, <laughs> they shut down union talks, all this bullshit. It's just like, you know, second hand or pirating is is where to go with Nintendo, if you can manage that. I oh. uh, I obviously don't have a PC, so I'm stuck with the secondhand Malaki. But um, yeah, I think I I don't think it's like the kind of thing that should inform every video game purchase ever. But just being aware of that shit is important to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. And then and then just quickly on the Microsoft part of it as well. There's also like I think it's potentially a little. R- risky because it is quite disruptive as as far as like marketplace stuff goes Mm -hmm. um just because i mean i I really like the idea as i said before but if it changes the way that people value video games then that can be a negative like we've already seen you know um just even in the mobile game space that you you pretty much can't release a game that costs money on mobile Mm. and increasingly games don't really match with the price of the, with the price of inflation or the quality of the game it tends to just be mm-hmm. like people aren't really willing to spend over 60 dollars on a video game unless they're you know absolutely completely hyped for it and have been for the last five years it's like yeah it's pretty dire in terms of like the amount of time and money spent on the product versus how much people are willing to pay for it totally. and it doesn't seem to be that a service like microsoft is making that issue any better <laughs> in
0: terms of, you know, value prospect for uh, value, you know? Yeah, well, I think it's just going to force a change, honestly. Well, yeah. it, it depends on, like, the popularity of these systems, right? Like, if subscription services turn out being really popular, then I totally think it's going to change the way video games are presented to most players, right? So like mm. at the moment, you know, you buy Splatoon three, it's eighty bucks. it's it's like a full game. It's probably got some DLC, but it's you know, it's 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 worth eighty dollars. It's like a it's it's, you know, it's a full game. Whereas if game libraries become super popular and they become the norm or the most popular way to access games, then I think it's going to change how developers present their games. like, you know, if you pay ten dollars a month and you can get Splatoon on day one, like sure you, you you're going to get Splatoon four on day one for your ten dollar monthly fee. But for the people who like that game, there might be way more DLC and that's where right. the publisher or the developer actually makes their money. It's not, it's almost like subscription services will act as like a vertical slice access um, to the new game. But like, you know, it's going to be much bigger than a vertical slice, but that same kind of concept where like, you know, and it gets, it gets murky there, right? It's like, well, what does a full game look like? Like Battlefield, that Star Wars Battlefield game, that didn't feel like a full game, but like Titanfall 2 did. So, do they exist on the same service for the same price like it's it's definitely yeah. like a weird problem to have totally
1: yeah, very interesting point about the whole d l. c thing mm. um yeah um yeah there's <laughs> there's more I want to say on on Microsoft game pass um fuck I don't know if i. I probably can't articulate it right now, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a huge topic. (laughs) It's a huge topic, subscription models.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wanted to whack it on the end just because it's been Mm. kind of at the back of my mind. And now it's like, you know, every time I look at a sale, if it's over $10, I'm like, oh, well I might not because, you know, I want to play Dead Space 2 and Outer Wilds. And like yeah. I could do that in a month if I bought a subscription. So like I'm not gonna buy yeah. buy this other game. And it's just I yeah. I, I'm interested to hear if other people think that way. If you think that way, dear listener, yeah. you can let us know it. It's almost the weekend pod at gmail dot com. Um but yeah, lots of lots of weird shit. Um, with online gaming I hope it wasn't too whiny I kind of wanted to to talk about (laughs) the topic just to hear like the PC side of things a little bit more thoroughly and it does sound like that's that's where um, both the past and the future lie yeah
1: Yeah. man if you ever get a Steam Deck you pretty much got a PC so you'll be you'll be part of the master
0: race that way so (laughs) there you go hell yeah well uh, you got any closing thoughts that you do feel like articulating um
1: I think my brain's shutting down. Uh so no.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well uh <laughs> if you uh yeah, oh my god. It's brain shut it's down. Play the, down. Yeah, yeah. Play the music. Play the music. Play the music. Bye. <laughs> Bye.